0: That discuss top news from the world of entertainment, gaming, comics, and technology. This is for the week of January twenty first, two thousand eighteen. Uh, fortunately, we're able to do this, even though the government has shut down. Uh, because we don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> we're also a private sector organization.
0: It don't matter. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm you Stephen. Fuck Var- the man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. So um before we actually get into the the topic at, that uh, that I put on here to open it um I played this I gave I gave this to Adam and um and uh cuz it was shown to me it was, it's an SNL skit and um I'm going to play this little this little fake commercial and then Adam and I say why we actually would buy this
2: The new Amazon Echo has everyone asking Alexa for help.
0: Alexa, what time is it?
2: What the hell is wrong with this blasted thing? Amanda! But the latest technology isn't always easy to use for people of a certain age. These kids done bought me a busted machine again. Oh. That's why Amazon partnered with AARP to present the new Amazon Echo Silver, the only smart speaker device designed specifically to be used by the greatest generation. It's super loud and responds to any name even remotely close to Alexa, so they can find out the weather. Allegra,
0: what is the weather outside? It is 74 degrees and sunny. Huh? It is 74 degrees and sunny. Where? Outside. What about it? The temperature outside is 74 degrees and sunny. I don't know about that.
2: <laughs> the latest in sports.
1: Clarissa, how many did old Satchel strike out last night? Satchel Page died in 1982. <laughs> how many did he get? Satchel Page is
0: dead. He what now? Died. Who did? Satchel Page.
2: Oh. I don't know about that. <laughs> Even local news and pop culture. Manita, what them boys up to across the street?
1: They are just playing. They what
2: now? They are just playing. You say they just playing now? Yes, they are just playing. I don't know about that. Pair it to smart devices like your thermostat.
0: Alessandra, turn the heat up.
2: The room is already 100 degrees. Are you trying to kill me, Alize? The new Amazon Echo Silver plays all the music they loved when they were young. Angela, play black jazz
1: playing, uh, jazz.
2: (laughs) It also has a quick scan feature to help them find things.
1: Emilia, where did I put the phone? The phone is in your
2: right hand. And it has an uh-huh feature for long, rambling stories. So then I gave him $5, and he said I only gave him $1. Uh-huh.
0: I said, I know I gave you a $5. uh huh Because I only had a 5 and a $1 on me. Uh-huh. And
1: this
2: uh-huh. is the $1 right here. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you tell me who's crazy. Amazon Echo Silver. Get yours today. I said get yours today. To order Amazon Echo Silver, send a check or money order to Amazon.com right now. (laughs)
0: Alexa going
1: (sighs) But here's the thing Here's the thing you guys can't see In this audio format (laughs) That you are enjoying this thing is actually dope looking. Like it was wood, it, wood trim, wood trim with a <laughs> with
0: a silver, um, silver kind of mesh around the side.
1: I was like, let me cop one of those <laughs> on that
0: like, like on that like candle kind of like stand. It was like this nice. Yeah. It was like I looked at a and I, I was reading the co- comments on YouTube and everybody's like, here's my money, just send me that. They're like, did Alyssa did Alexa just sigh? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <she's> like
1: ah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so funny because like. Um, I love my grandma. I really do. <laughs> That's always and how it starts. There, she lives down the street from me. She is the sweetest lady. <laughs> like, she always wants to help in her own way, and she's nice, and this and that. Way. But she's also old, <laughs> forgetful, and she calls me three times a fucking day, and she, ca- she wants me to go to the store for eggs on Wednesday, and then Thursday wants milk, and I'm like, why didn't you just fucking ask for both things on one day? You know, just... <laughs> It's little things that start to stack up, and actually today I was reminded of it because she calls, and um, she calls me like at six in the morning. You know, these old people—they be waking up. Oh yeah, and I'm like, bitch, it's Sunday, early bird special. Like I,
0: (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I
1: was like, it's Sunday, you go catch me up. So I ignored the call, and then she called again and left a message. And she did. This is a pet peeve of mine, and she does it. She's the only one I know that does it, where she'll call. Leave a voice message. I go into the voicemail. I listen, and it just says, call me back. And I'm like, I'm, I can assume that you want me to call you back. So I go, she probably just wants me to go to the store again. Like, can she give me one weekend where she just leaves me the fuck alone? Where's she getting all this goddamn money anyway? Ah! And then my, my wife goes, okay, you're already riled up. I will call her back. And I'm like, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. I'm going to go make some coffee. So I'm making coffee. And my wife calls, and she goes, "Oh, thank you, uh, Carol." It's my wife, my uh, my wife, my <laughs> grandmother's name. Uh, thank you so much. Okay, okay, bye. And I go, "What does she want?" And she's like, "Well, um, she got a hundred dollar gift card for signing up for Directv and wanted to give it to us." And I go, <laughs> "Wasn't that fucking great?" And she's like, "Why are you mad now?" I'm like, "I'm mad because now I feel like a piece
0: of shit. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can't win for losing."
1: It's like the one time, because usually it's my wife. My wife's like, "Oh my god, like she's so relentless." You know what I mean? Right. And usually I'm the one going, "She's old. We got to be patient," you know. <laughs> and the one time I freak out, uh, got a hundred dollar gift card.
0: Oh uh, shit!
1: I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, thanks a lot. <laughs> she does call me a dumbass a lot, though.
0: Well, I mean, it's not like it's not without cause. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs>
1: i went i went in we were in the kitchen because when i went over there to get the pad and she goes here let me get the cod. i said well let me get it and she's like why do you i can get it and i go yeah but i'll be faster (laughs) and she goes oh you got somewhere to be and i go yeah i got somewhere to be and she's like watch your mouth and hit me oh i was like ah fuck and she's like what pop (laughs) I'm th-
0: And all I, all I say is, I'm 33 years old. <laughs> Stop me. it. Reminds me of that scene in uh, the Blues Brothers when uh, Jake and Elle would go visit the the penguin at the orphanage. And they're like, well, I guess you're just up Shit's Creek. And then all of a sudden she pulls out this ruler and smacks John Belushi. And she goes, yeah. what did you say? And it's like, you said you needed help. I said I'd give you money. You said you didn't want my money, and I said I guess you were up shit's creek. So she whacks him, and they're like, "Jesus, pain! Oh, son of a bitch! Jesus, Christ. God damn it!" Sick. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't win. <laughs> yeah, you know? she just why? <laughs> then finally, she pulls out this like uh this um uh, uh, like metal baton out and just starts whacking at John Belushi. Oh, that's a classic movie. Uh, yeah. I love that. Movie. Yeah. Um, at the Vista, the thirty-five millimeter group is going to show that in March. Nice. I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta go see that." I've never seen that one on the big screen. That'll be cool. They're also doing a uh, Wizard of Oz. Uh, it's like a musical month. They're doing two other movies too. And I was like, "Oh shit, the Wizard of Oz." I've that like that. I've never seen on the big screen at all. So that be that'd... I've
1: seen Wizard of Oz so many fucking times though. Yeah,
0: but you know, hey, it's what cinephiles do. Who who's the woman?
1: Who's the woman in that again? She's a famous actress, Judy like Garland. That. Yeah, she was hot. Oh yeah. Remember when I was young, I was like, "Damn, this, <laughs> this chicken hot!"
0: Little kid in the middle of the theater, skate, 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 skate. <laughs>
1: it's like, listen, and I'm like, I don't care if she's black and white, I'd hit
0: it. <laughs> oh man! So, actually, touching back on on dumbasses, why is this tides pot thing a thing? <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: so funny because um. So people are posting memes now. Yeah. But they're saying, oh, the, the Tide Pod thing is such a problem. They're locking them up and they're showing pictures of them locked up. Like, the motherfucker, Them, those have been locked up for four years because people steal them. <laughs> right. They'll owe like poor fucking assholes. <laughs> Not because they're poor, they're just assholes. Right. <laughs> they'll they'll go to the they'll go to the containers and flip them open and they'll steal the pods so they can go do their laundry. Right. I'm like, look, if you can't afford laundry soap, <laughs> You need to get your fucking priority. I mean, just the
0: straight detergent is cheap. I mean, you're going after the pods. It's like, what are you doing?
1: I saw someone I saw someone steal um, they weren't tied pods, but they were whatever the cause they all make them. There's right. some kind of pods. And I saw them in the line in that aisle. They took like five of them and dip. And then I'm like, whatever. And I'm going about my business. And then I saw later later in that shopping trip they were out picking out a fucking video game and I'm all, huh? <laughs> I'm like, you can't afford $7 worth of laundry detergent, right? But you could, you can cut that new game right. though. You know what I mean? Like get the fuck out <laughs> my face. Yeah,
0: Cause apparently this is a thing. And Oh, it, it bugs Patrick. Cause like Patrick came over and he's looking at, it, and he kept shaking his head. He's like, why, why are, why is this, <laughs> why is this a thing? And um I was like what what is this cuz apparently I wasn't that hip to uh social media to find out that the tide challenge is kids eating tide pods. And I'm like what? And it's just like it, it, Adam and I were talking about it and I told I go you know what you know they're you know locking up the things or you know somebody posted a meme that says yeah they figured out a way to do it it says include go- gluten. <laughs> 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 and uh, See the only the only purse people these are stupid white should, kids I mean I'm sorry right. but that that's who the only
1: are. the only people well that's because only white people can afford time
0: <laughs> true um,
1: <laughs> um
0: <laughs>
1: the uh, the only people that should be in real danger of this trend are very small children and they actually put out the CDC this is how bad this is mm-hmm. getting. The CDC is involved. Yeah. They said that small children will think of them as edible because they're they're bright like fruit. Right. And they look like they're juicy. Like, they, they're they not, they're ignorant to what they are. Right. You know, so that the, if they see people on YouTube eating them, they're going to be like, oh, okay. You know, and then die.
0: Well, even on the packaging, it's like, you know, they, they have those hard to open containers and they're like, you know, to prevent children from little kids from getting in there eating them. And I was telling—they're
1: not that hard to open, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the, it was funny because, like, uh, I told Adam that I go, you know, we're coddling these idiots too much. It it should just be survival of the fittest. If you're dumb enough to eat them, you know, go for it. And then Adam's like, he goes, yeah, but I'm talking about young children. I go, if they're too stupid to ask questions, then they should... Then then you know, they deserve what they get. Is I'm talking like less than five ago. That don't matter. <laughs>
1: Like... I think the biggest thing for me that bugs me is like now businesses, legit businesses are making like donuts that look like Tide Pods. Like, this
0: isn't fun. I saw that. I was like, that actually looks kinda good. Stop <laughs> stop
1: making trying to make this a thing. <laughs> like we're st- we're just out of the year <laughs> and the only thing we're known for right now is people eating Tide Pods. <laughs> and you're perpetuating. Everybody, just stop.
0: Have you seen, stop talking about fucking Tide Pods? Meme, have you seen that meme that has? Uh, it's a as we talk about Tide Pods. Right, yeah. <laughs> have you seen that meme that has this? Uh, it's it's a woman yelling at her kid. It's two sh- pictures. It's one of a woman, and then the and then the the other picture is a kid screaming. But over the face of the woman, it has an image of the world, and then on the kid, it has the American flag, and it says, "Why can't you be normal?" And then the uh, then under the kid, it's like screams and eats a Tide Pod. And I was like, right. "Yeah, because that's what happens here. That's what happens oh in America." My God, <laughs> I just, I just want to apologize
1: <laughs> to the rest of the world yeah. <laughs> for my country's behavior. Because I, as of late, because
0: I, I know, you know, through the analytics, I know Canadians and Mexico and the UK, Ireland, France, you know, uh, uh, the the um, Japan and the Philippines and and russia and even china i know you guys listen you a lot of you have heard this show over there and and um yeah we're embarrassed too (laughs) we're not all like this no (laughs) if you're listening to us you know we are not (laughs) at least us they can at least they can at least go there's two people that we know (laughs) over there that aren't like that
1: canada views us as their like rich but irresponsible and crazy uncle
0: yeah we're we're the we're the drunk uncle Right. Yeah, the racist drunk like, uncle. That comes we're constantly
1: through. telling Canada, like Canada's, like, oh, that would be that would be horrifying if that happened, and then we go, yeah, hold my beer, <laughs> motherfucker, because we're about to go for a ride.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, that's horrible, and you hear challenge accepted, and they're like, wait, no, that wasn't. What What are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're the racist drunk uncle that that shows up at your holidays, and yeah, just really gives everything a bad time. <laughs> that's right. Oh man.
1: Or maybe makes it more fun. Yeah, you know, it, does, it, it really depends on the event. It's, it's perspective. Right.
0: It really is. I mean, I understand funerals, probably not so much, but you know. <laughs> you know the sad thing is, too, is this country
1: actually does a lot of good shit for, like, the world, but no one notices because we're so loud about being stupid. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, fuck, man. <laughs> well, actually, we do less for the world now that um a certain person has changed all that. Yeah. But uh, we used to be really cool Yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: We used to be the guy you could count on And then, then you know We end up getting caught up in our own shit And, and now, and now we're in the gutter you know we we're, we're in the gutter with uh, with uh, Syringes hanging around
1: Right, you know who we were in the world stage And it, it, it You always had that friend Okay, <laughs> back in the day Who was too big for his fucking age Had strange farmer strength Right and was always, he was a good dude, but he was always down to beat the shit out of somebody if it need to happen. <laughs> so you were the, and you'd be like, hey, let's say one of his little homies is fucking, um, uh, I don't, fucking England or something. And he's like, hey, you know, these people, they're, they're really being assholes. Where are they at? Right. I'll fucking beat the shit out of them. And it didn't always work out. Right. But he was always had your fucking back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. Ride or fucking die. Yep. Had your back. Now we don't have nobody's back no more. Right, and that's fucked up. Yep, that's all I'm saying. That's all. You know, we are gonna leave it at that because we got a show to do. <laughs> we ain't here to talk about all that bullshit.
0: And you'll be able to hear more of that on our Patreon. No, just kidding. That's right. <laughs> Sponsored by E Access. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, this episode also contains a free copy of Unity. Uh, (laughs) So our main story this week will be about the new policies of Facebook and YouTube. (laughs) Uh, It just went from bad to worse. Uh, But before that, I guess we should probably talk about some headlines. Maybe.
1: You asked a question right when I was taking a sip of my drink.
0: It was a rhetorical Ah. question.
1: Yeah, but I, you know, still. (laughs) I don't
0: want you to feel like you're alone. I I want to be part of the show, too, you know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I am half the show, (laughs) asshole. (laughs) So in entertainment news, uh, details of the upcoming uh, DVD Blu-ray release of Justice League has been announced. And for those of you that petitioned and protested, they're still... Jerked
1: off in the general direction of
0: this film. (laughs) There is no Zack Snyder cut of this movie. Um, according to the Blu-ray details, there's going to be a bunch of behind-the-scenes featurettes. Uh, uh, no director's commentary, no extended cut, and only one single deleted scene called "The Return of Superman." Uh, according to the specifics of the of the uh, Blu-ray, it's going to be there's going to be a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and Blu-ray 3D combo pack, and they will feature "Road to Justice." Uh, some of the featurettes also will include "Heart of Justice," where it's supposed to be the heart, soul, and mind of the Justice League. Technology of the Justice League, Batman's arsenal through uh, cyborgs tech. Justice League's new heroes, obviously talking about the new um, the new characters that join. The Return of Superman, uh, bonus scenes not seen in theater, Steppenwolf, the Conqueror. Uh, they'll going into behind how uh, Steppenwolf was created. Uh, revisiting the Amazon's Wonder Woman's rescue hero parked the tunnel battle the look of the league and uh most of those are going to be contained in the in the standard uh, definition DVD but uh again the oh but before that the uh blu-ray HD blu-ray 3 3d combo pack and DVD will be available on March 13th and the digital HD version goes on sale February 15th 13th so those of you that check out those torrent sites imagine that'll be available around that time um one of the things that i i still think is, is pretty hilarious that people still talk about like the Zack snyder cut there is no exact snyder cut
1: you already watched the jack
0: thing snyder- <laughs> yeah <or> jack-, <laughs> the jack snyder cut <laughs> you already watched his cut the reason be is because the movie was a rough cut no visual effects are done so there's no such thing as a snyder cut um and also, let's let's be honest here. This We're not talking about Orson Welles that you know has a different cut of a movie because he had to cut it down. It's like, no, there is no Zack Snyder cut. And to be honest, all you people need to shut up about it because you all complained about B- BVS, Man of Steel. Zack Snyder needed to be out of it. He, he's ruining the franchise. Now that he's out of the franchise, now you all want to see what he would... It's those fucking people that complained about The Last Jedi they're like, "Oh fuck that! I want to see what Lucas had in mind." It's like, "Fuck you guys!" I'm tired. Lucas didn't have anything in mind. Yeah, it's like, shut up, shut <laughs> up. Then the petitions to bring Lucas back. It's like, oh, just be quiet.
1: If he can afford it, he can buy it back. <laughs> so stupid. People just. We were talking, and we'll talk about this more on um the. It's not just another podcast, but the the petition stuff and. You're just wasting your time. Like, if you're, and I said this to Steve, if you're a fan of something and then you don't like it, guess what? You're not a fan anymore. Yeah. Move on to something else. There are millions of things to like.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like, just get over it.
1: (laughs) All right. So, speaking of things that some people are fans of, (laughs) Avatar filmmaker James Cameron has provided an update on his long awaited Avatar sequels saying he can't afford for it not to work because he's working with such a massive budget. It doesn't matter how much you dress it up with great production design and great visual effects, if the story is not working, if you don't connect to the characters, it's just simply not going to work. Cameron said at the TCA, uh, the Television Critics Association, press tour for his new AMC show Visionaries, James Cameron's story uh, of science fiction. Of course, we can't afford for it not to work the budget level that we are dealing with but of course you he says of course a lot you of always course. have to give <laughs> you always have to give yourself permission as an artist to fail no matter what the stakes are he added you've got to try stuff the least safe thing you can do is try to be safe um I'm gonna take a break from reading real quick I wish more I don't always like James Cameron I think he's kind of a cocky dick hmm. but he does make some pretty good movies. Right. But I think I, I wish more people understood the first line I read, that it doesn't matter how good your movie looks. Right. If the characters don't make sense and the audience can't connect with it, you're just wasting your fucking time. Yep. You know, so I think a lot of people need to pay attention to that. Hmm. Uh, Cameron also discussed a major takeaway from the first Avatar movie and how it's influencing his approach to the sequels. I think that the lesson for me from the first film that I've applied to the new films is that the more f- fantastic the imagery, the more otherworldly and the more you are pushing out to the edge of what's possible in terms of bringing imaginative imagery to the screen, the more it has to be grounded in relationship and in truth and in heart, he explained. And so I'm hopeful doing that in, I'm hopefully doing that in Spades with the new films. He also expressed confidence in the cast, which features a number of new additions for the sequels, including Titanic's Kate Winslet. Is that really her her latest credit, IGN? Titanic? Like, come on. I've got an incredible cast, he said. I'm always very cognizant of the casting. I've worked very hard to cast this to find some new young actors, that ain't Kate Winslet, (laughs) um, coming up that have incredible heart and that are just amazing The Avatar sequels begin filming in September of last year with Avatar 2 set to open in theaters on December 18, 2020. These always take forever to make. Avatar 3 will be released on December 17, 2021, which will be followed by Avatar 4 and 5 on December 20, 2024 and December 19, 2025, respectively. The question is, it's been so long. Since the first one came out, is anyone really looking forward to a
0: sequel? I think,
1: and I'm not. I'm not trying to be a cynical asshole. I'm. I'm. I'm really asking a question.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there are some people, but I, I think for the most part, people will be like, oh yeah, that's right, they did those movies, huh? Oh, that's
1: that one movie, mm-hmm. yeah. So he is. He is definitely in sort of an uphill battle. Um, I think it has enough clout that people will at least pay attention to the hype, and then whether they want to see it or not, but. I don't think this mythos is deep enough to warrant five movies.
0: I have no idea. I mean, I don't even know where you can go with five movies.
1: Now we do know James Cameron is a good world builder. He is. He's he's made some um like Terminator and so and some stuff that really he did build a mythos around. However, I saw the first movie, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't really and then every every time someone told me it was amazing, the only things they would tell me is what it looked like. They didn't tell me anything about the story. You know, so because I remember when I watched at your house, oh. that was the one and only time I watched it. And um, you were saying, well, it was much better on the, in the theater because of how, you know, the visuals, which is a completely valid thing to say. You could see that. But I'm like, yeah, but I should still enjoy the movie whether I'm walk- watching on a fucking 13 inch CRT or I'm watching it in the theater, <laughs> you know. So, not that he had a 13 inch CRT, I'm just making a point. Steve has a very nice television set, um,
0: because you know don't, we don't, out here, don't be- we out
1: here, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, uh, but I don't know. Five movies—that's a stretch. Yeah, and all those dates, all those dates are um, are up in the air. Yeah, because you it, I mean, know
0: it's been. I mean, when was that? When did that come out? When did that 2009? movie? Like, what are we at? Like, ten years now. It's like no. Anytime we have a 2009, se- yeah. When we have a sequel that's more than ten years outside of you're the rebooting. Machine, it. Yeah, you're one. You're rebooting it, <laughs> but two at the. At, but two people have kind of forgotten. You know, and, and I, don't, I don't think it's gonna really resonate as much as he would hope. So
1: they might, they might get into Pocahontas in space again. I don't know. Yeah. How did the how did the dude, first dude, one the, leave the, off?
0: Well, the first one left off with, uh, what was it? One of them, uh, the the main dude uh, becoming one of those creatures. You know, soon, but pretty it soon left, he's going to be, he's going to look at the camera. And he's like, oh, whoa. Right. So it left
1: <laughs> off with, it left off with the one and only problem in the film being resolved. Yeah. Okay. So I don't. Well, maybe they'll maybe I feel they'll like reboot the maybe one, they'll
0: tell it the same one again, you know, go via the Force Awakens
1: and they'll, they'll do a Star Wars. Um I feel I feel like
0: or add lens th- flares and go JJ Abrams.
1: No, this is what they're gonna do. And I'm calling it right now. <laughs> Everything's gonna be peaceful in a little avatar world with the blue people. And then all of a sudden a new corporation <laughs> who's bigger and badder is gonna come for whatever the fuck they were mining. It's a corporation
0: from aliens.
1: Oh, it's Umbrella.
0: It's the Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> and then it's no, gonna be a zombie. The movie. Xenomorphs are gonna come in. Oh shit. That I knew that it. would be that there it. we go. We it. got his movie. We got it. The Xenomorph. I,
1: I might see that. Yeah, I know,
0: right? <laughs> Xenomorph versus Avatar. You know who will win.
1: <laughs> also, I think the biggest upset in the in, in the Avatar movie for me is you had um what's her name from uh Guardians of the Galaxy? You know, Yeah, you had Zoe Saldana in the movie, and she didn't look like Zoe Saldana. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree with that. Yeah,
1: because I saw Columbiana, and it changed my fucking life. Okay, so I'm just saying. Right. (laughs) The trailer for Columbiana changed my fucking
0: life. All right, moving on into gaming news. This should be good news for a lot of people. Uh, Activision CEO Eric Hirschberg will be stepping down in March, according to a statement released last week. Right. Hirschberg joined the company eight years ago, reporting directly to and fucked it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> directly and reported directly to Activision Blizzard chief Bobby Kotick, uh, or Kotick. No reason for his departure was given, according to a report in VentureBeat, Activision was looking for his replacement. Quote, this is an amazing company, said Hirschberg in an emailed statement. I have nothing but admiration for the incredible team I've had the privilege to lead. I have nothing but appreciation for Bobby for giving me this transformational opportunity and also for having the vision and conviction to champion a creative person for a leadership role on this scale. Unfortunately, probably wasn't talking about Hirschberg. Uh, Hirschberg will be known to fans of Call of Duty series. He regularly appeared on stage to boost each iteration of the shooter series. Also helped to shepherd the challenging but successful launch of the Destiny series. Call of Duty World War II and Destiny 2 were top-selling games last year, according to Activision. Hirschberg has been um, has also been active in pushing Call of Duty as an eSports contender launching the first 1 million Call of Duty championship in 2011 and the Call of Duty World League in 2015 quote during Eric's tenure we've had historic performance and great success said uh, Kodak. He's an inspiring leader, and we will all miss his creativity and tenacity very much. He is leaving the team, the franchise, and the business is in a great, in a great place, and he goes with my full support and appreciation. This is also the guy that knows how to bury a game into submission.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Call of Duty. <laughs> Anytime Activision acquired a new, uh, a new series or developed a new series, it was coming out on a yearly schedule.
1: Yeah, he was he was the make every game like a sports game guy. Yeah, and and embarrass the shit out of Activision. Yeah,
0: and and who knows? Maybe now, maybe the maybe the next guy will go. You know what? Maybe we don't need a new Call of Duty every year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe we can uh, take what we learned from uh, you know Infinite Warfare and like take the pedal take the foot off the gas a little bit.
1: Or he could go. Hey, you know, we have this. This series, this Call of Duty series, and it's kind of popular, but it's a little stale. Why don't we do something new for the genre? <laughs> maybe, I don't know, you know, maybe tell a great story like they did the first few games. Dude, the first few Call of Duty games were dope. Oh, yeah. And then when they, when, especially when they were in World War II, but even the first few that were modern yeah, times, modern it,
0: it told a good story. Yeah. And then they started going into the future. And then everything, it's like, and everything went off the well, rails people, after that.
2: Well,
1: people only focus on multiplayer. Yeah, because they have no reason to focus on single player. If you gave them a reason, yeah. they would play it. Which
0: is why multiplayer games don't have replay value. You know, it's like they'll play and they'll be like, okay, and then they just stop playing it.
1: Stupid. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm happy he's leaving. I'm 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 definitely gonna be paying attention to see where Activision um who Activision puts into it. Uh, and sees what kind of things he wants to do, because or she uh, wants to do.
0: Maybe they'll actually move things the way Blizzard moves things. You'll, they you, should you, take you'll someone get, from Blizzard and put them you'll in. You'll get it when you get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, when's that new Activision game going to be out? When we release it. Right. <laughs> if, if that ever happened, I'd be like, thank you, finally. Stop <laughs> so trying to please the fucking plebs, yeah. and just put out the game when it's fucking done exactly because you could say a lot about blizzard how they simplify things and stuff like that but they always have a polished product Mm -hmm. and even if there is an issue it's fixed like that yeah it doesn't it's ugh, ugh, (laughs) ugh. anyway i like how this dude (laughs) i like how this dude this is on engadget this dude uh david lum uh writing the article and i like how he i like how he writes it he's so excited (laughs) and I, i like it if you thought Minecraft was the best thing for kids on Switch, get ready for Nintendo Nintendo to once again blow your mind. Behold Labo, a set of DIY tools built on cardboard sheets that turns the console into a powerhouse of play. Make a piano with the Switch's screen for music. No, wait, a motorcycle game with cardboard handlebars. A house with the Switch displaying an interior you can customize. Now is the era of the Toy-Con. Yes, that's an official term. <laughs> Labo comes in standalone kits, each with an assortment of designs and pots, like rubber bands and eyelets, as well as Switch cartridges holding the software. They include sets of pre-cut cardboard sheets so kids can just punch out the pieces and assemble their project of choice. Uh, Two are listed on Nintendo's Labo website, a $70 variety pack, which includes the aforementioned piano, motorcycle, and house, as well as an $80 kit to create a wearable robot simulating suit. Uh, while aimed at kids, there's some uh, cross-generational appear here. <laughs> and then in parentheses, <laughs> in parentheses, he puts Robot kid! <laughs> <laughs> Um, Clearly, Nintendo intends this to be a discovery tool for youngsters to learn and play, repurposing the Switch to augment a dynamic, constructive experience. At first glance, it's hard to gauge how this system will play out. Kids will probably sh- shred through the cardboard just by using it yet that keeps the system's cost low and could open the door for homebrewed hacks. Heck, it's cheaper to download a cardboard design for a custom controller than 3D print one. Whether kids will be motivated to repurpose their consoles for edutainment uh, instead of using it to just play games is another question. Labo goes on sale on April 20th in the US and April 27th in Europe. If you live in New York or San Francisco, Nintendo is putting on three-hour Labo Studio hands-on events, but you can only attend by bringing a 6- to 12-year-old kid. Space is limited, so register now. So two things I want to say about this. One, it's it's definitely Nintendo being Nintendo. Uh, it's something completely weird that no one thought would happen. And I think Nintendo kind of coins the market for that kind of shit. But also, I think it's a really cool idea in the sense that... Um, and I was reading an opinion piece on this, too. and the, And the title of the opinion piece was Um, Nintendo Labo is only for kids, and that's okay. And I I think it kind of makes a good point where, yeah, Nintendo Switch is very popular, you know, everybody loves it, but it's okay to just make something that's for a kid. Yeah. You know, you don't have to, because nowadays everyone's like, this has to be for everyone. And then it kind of waters it down a little bit, unless they're making an adult title, because adult titles work because it's the adults that are buying the things yeah. you know so you, you it's always a safe bet if you make a grand theft auto you're going to you're going to be able to sell it to the most amount of people but i think this is really cool my kids saw it they were freaking out about it and then i reminded them we don't have a switch and they moved on <laughs> um but uh I, I think it's dope the piano thing's cool the little motorcycle thing looking at the pictures you can follow the link on the show notes on lazybeaks.com, of course um the little house thing it's just cute shit and this is going to open the door, I think, for um, downloadable kits and just silly shit like that. Um, and also, Nintendo ain't slick, okay? This cardboard. It's going to break. What's the kid going to do? I want another one.
0: <laughs> yeah. I see what they're doing. You it's, know what I mean? But It's funny because uh, when you picked this topic, I was like, oh, because it reminded me. I, I follow um, a cosplayer, Abby Dockstar, on um, Instagram. and so, Oh, my God. I just love this one. Um, anyway. Oh. um, she goes. She goes. I was just reading. She goes. I just scanned this article, and I started to wonder why is Nintendo releasing a, um, releasing something called Labia? And she goes, context. <laughs> she goes, context is important, people. <laughs>
1: um, there was there's a fishing rod one too. Oh yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dope. I'd sit there and fish on the Switch. <laughs> fuck it. Why not? Right. Um. Yeah. You know.
0: But it it's pretty cool. All right. So going on to the comic news. This is uh, pretty big news. Writer Dan Sloth has officially announced he is leaving Amazing Spider-Man. The writer will remain at Marvel. However, he will script an Iron Man series. In an interview with Vulture, Sloth revealed that Amazing Spider-Man 801 will be the final issue of his decade-long run with the character before he tackles an unnamed Iron Man title starring Tony Stark. Marvel initially hinted that Slot's departure in December when the publisher began promoting Amazing's upcoming Red Goblin storyline. Though neither Slot nor Marvel would comment at the time, the solicitation text for issue seven ninety seven stated, Sloth has saving his most harrowing Spider-Man story for the last." Quote, this dis- was a decision that was made uh, way long ago. Slot confessed to Venge- to Vulture, "I gotta feel I ca- gotta feel like a jerk because." Whenever someone who interviewed me, or whenever it would come up on panels, I would look out at people and say that this, with a st- um, stern look, that I was never leaving. Very much in the same way I say I was saying Peter Parker is never coming back. I killed him during Superior Spider-Man. I lied. I lied horribly, and that and that's what storytellers do. We spin lies. In fact, Slot's future re- uh, further reveals that he. He's known when his last Amazing Spider-Man issue was going to be for quite a while now, since 2014 to be exact. I kept these benchmarks to hit, uh, Slot explained, and then I realized once you hit 10 years and, look, and then issue 800, the benchmarks were way too far away. So I, I, always, knew that, uh, I always knew that was the zone. Talks weird. Anyone who follows my Instagram account every now and then I would post these cryptic numbers on a whiteboard. The this running tally of which the tally starts in like July 10th of 2014, where I knew I was counting down to and no one else knew what I was counting down to. I wanted to lock in so I could prove I wasn't lying. Uh, there was only one benchmark left that I could hit, and it felt forever away, and that was more issues of any Spider-Man comic than anyone slot added. That was the one benchmark that was very much tangling out there like a uh, tena- uh, uh uh, the reason why was Brian Michael Bendis. He kept writing so he was mo- so it was moving the benchmark and I just assumed he was never leaving. If I had known, if I had only known that Brian would jump ship to DC, I would have stayed on. I I bet you I would have stayed on. Amazing Spider-Man 2 um <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 801 Dance Lots final issue arrives in June. Um that's pretty long cuz yeah, he's been writing this thing for a long, long time. And you know he's gotten some shit for some of the stories he writes, most most prominently Superior Spider-Man. For those of you that aren't familiar with that series, that was when um, Doctor Octopus switched places with Peter Parker and became Spider-Man. Um, so,
1: that was good and not good sometimes. Yeah, like, it, it was it was really, really weird. weird. Yeah,
0: exactly. It was just kind of that, like okay, and then eventually Peter Parker comes back, and and so you know Dan Slott. I mean, when you write something for 10 years you're going to have good and bad streaks so you know it'll it's interesting it's much like you know Brian Michael Bendis you know uh leaving and you know so every all the titles are getting are getting um you know mixed up but it'll be interesting to see you know especially with this this whole new um legacy um thing that's coming out uh, that Marvel's doing bringing back old and um and um new characters so it'll be interesting to see how Dan Slott takes on Iron Man.
1: Yeah, I think um, I like when they do sh- shifts like this anyway, because there's always something interesting, whether good or bad, right? <laughs> something to pay attention to. Well, you
0: know? I, I don't know if I don't know if I told you, but um, Bendis has confirmed his first dealing with uh, DC um, Action Comics 1000 is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna have all those different stories, and Bendis is gonna write a Superman story. As he should. As he should.
1: I'm just happy that he's seen the light <laughs> of a paycheck. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> um,
0: so. Oh, and, and, and Superman's getting his red trunks back.
1: Yeah, I heard about that, too. I almost changed my story to that, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about Superman's underwear. Hmm. So, or overwear, for that
0: matter. <laughs> um, it never bothered me. I don't know why it bothered so many people. It didn't bother me, either. Yeah. No. Um,
1: Wolverine may have returned to life in the pages of Marvel Legacy number one last year, but readers have yet to learn how the iconic X-Man cheated death or why he's joined the search for the Infinity Stones. Those questions will finally be answered in Hunt for Wolverine number one, a new one-shot comic hitting stores in April. Why do they have uh, he's for the...
0: number one when it's a one-shot?
1: I don't know. Uh, he's also looking for the Infinity Stones because a movie about to come out. I mean, let's keep it real, <laughs> you know? Um, and it's weird, Wolverine looks
0: a lot like Hugh Jackman in this.
1: <laughs> I know, things just seem to be matching up. Um, fittingly, Hunt for Wolverine number one will be written by uh, Charles Saul, uh, the man who helped kill Logan in 2014's <laughs> Death of Wolverine. Uh, so he's really playing God. Right. Uh, Saul so will be joined by Civil War II artist David Marquise, uh, Death of Wolverine artist Stephen McNiven, will provide the main cover for this issue, which depicts Logan emerging from the adamantium cocoon that enveloped him in Death of Wolverine. Um, Steven McNiven and I took on the incredible task of killing Wolverine back in 2014. (laughs) Uh, It was one of my earliest projects at Marvel and such a huge opportunity. He must have been nervous. Like it's one of his first things to do at Marvel and he has to kill one of the most loved characters. (laughs) Everyone's going to hate me. Um immediately tricky all of that or intimidating tricky <laughs> all of that, but ultimately I I think we created a book uh, alongside Jay Lesson, Justin Ponzer, and Chris Alapop Alapolis fucking Greeks, um, that were all really proud of us, said Sewell in Marvel's press release. There's really only one project that could top it, being part of the story that brings Logan back. The Hunt for Wolf Green is just the opening chapters of a mystery that will reach all sorts of cool hidden corners of the Marvel Universe, and will tell a story that will hopefully have us looking at Logan in an entirely new way. While Hunt for Wolverine will shed light on how and why Logan returned to life, that issue will pave the way for four more books in May, each featuring a different creative team focusing on a different storytelling genre. Marvel has yet to name these creative teams, but they did reveal the titles and genres of the four comics. Wolverine Adamantium Agenda is an action adventure. Wolverine Claw of the Killer is a horror. Uh, Wolverine Mystery and Madame Poor, is romance. <laughs> and Wolverine Weapon Lost is Detective Noir. I love fucking noir shit, yeah. dude. Um, it's unclear whether these comics are also one-shots or full-fledged mysteries. They're most likely one-shots. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how fans start to put the pieces together. Continued. So there's a big payoff coming down the road and all the interlocking parts of the hunt for Wolverine build to it. (sighs) The more you read, (laughs) the more clues you get. It's really fun, especially since I have a bit of a reputation, excellent continuity for knocking off beloved mutants. This time it's nice to be part of bringing someone back. The hunt for Wolverine. Number one will run 40 pages and is scheduled to hit stores on April 20th. That sounds kinda interesting, doing a little something different with Wolverine. Right. Um I'm I'm looking forward to some noir. Okay. Always. Mm-hmm. Forever and always. Um but yeah, I, I think it's <sighs> they could have not even explained why he came back and no one would have asked. It's because everyone loves Wolverine.
0: Right. It was just it's kind of yeah. more of a okay, he's back, cool. Now we can get on with that again.
1: Now we can get on with our lives and stop pretending like he's not there, you know. So it's cool, hmm.
0: all right. So now that we have now that normalcy is coming back to the to, to you know comics again with Wolverine returning, uh, right, we can move safely into something that is not cool in technology news. Amazon is raising the price of. Prime memberships for customers who choose to pay monthly instead of the full year upfront. The cost is going up from $10.99 per month to $12.99 according to uh, Recode. While the two extra dollars per month doesn't sound like much, it's an 18% increase that works out to an extra $24 per year. The, that raises the total annual cost of the monthly membership to $156 instead of the previous $132. In other words, customers who subscribe to Prime on a monthly basis, either because they can't afford the full annual fee up front or choose not to commit to a year at a time, are now having to pay a huge, a higher premium over the 99 annual subscription rate, which remains unchanged. Now, I got that email on Friday <clears throat> saying that that was going to happen. I
1: didn't get an email.
0: You didn't? No. Hmm.
1: Fucking assholes! Didn't tell me shit.
0: <laughs> Which email did you give them? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't get an email. Oh wait, that's my. Oh yeah, I gave him the thirty-two e- the thirty-second email on my email list. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because I got the email saying that, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. Because uh, I don't know why we went monthly. Can't remember. Oh, because I think we were going to do it for a little bit and then like ended, and then it just kind of kept going. So. We're monthly, too. Yeah, but I, I talked to my brother, and I, they were like, yeah, we got to go and, you know, get the annual subscription rate, so which is only, what I want to do only upping,
1: anyway. They're only upping the monthly. Yeah,
0: the $99 yeah. is still for the annual. And and
1: to be honest— They just want everyone to be on. Yeah, that's that, That's, that's really
0: what they want to do. And, you know, to be honest, I mean, even doing the 10 um, the ten ninety nine a, a month is still more than paying 100 bucks. you know? Yeah. So— the monthly
1: is more people who are just lazy. Let's be honest. <laughs> right. now, as I your two, cool you, that, as
0: your two hosts here are,
1: <laughs> right? I think it's cool that there. I think the problem, and Steve probably did the same thing I did. At the time, I didn't have a hundred dollars, yeah. and then it just, I just left yeah. it like because,
0: because, because you know it recharging. You are like, oh yeah, that's right, Amazon, and then you just forget about it, you know. But now it's like, going, okay, we need to. I mean, it, cause I got the, honestly, I wish, I wish they all had yearly plans. Like Netflix. Like fucking
1: Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to cancel it guys. Just let me pay for it for years. So I don't have to worry yeah, about
0: exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know there, there's some that's like, you know, yeah, yearly, I'd rather pay it yearly. Um Unless you're Adobe who, you know, like, oh yeah, you can save 10%. But then when you look at the year, you're like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know what? Just stay where you are. Don't even worry about it. Um, right. But uh, but yeah, I know. I saw that. I was like, oh shit. But I was like, all right. Well, we just got to do it now.
1: I'll have to tell. That's actually a bill. One of the few bills that my wife takes care of. <laughs> I'll have to tell her. You better get that fucking yearly. Yeah. So.
0: Otherwise, it's your fault.
1: Uh Hundred percent. Um. Now we've had a slew of third-party Sony-approved PS4 controllers over the years including the pint-sized mini-wired gamepad and the pro-focused Razer Raiju. While welcome, (laughs) they've all been missing a crucial feature, wireless connectivity. That changes this week with Onyx's, or with the Onyx controller from Japanese accessory maker Hori, which is uh, best known for their awesome fighting sticks. They're the ones that make those um, top-tier ones for Street Fighter and shit, the big arcade block joystick. (laughs) um unlike sony's pad it sports asymmetrical sticks like the xbox one controller which means it looks like an xbox one controller um a rounder shape and not the longer duke. curved bumpers <laughs> not the duke no. <laughs> um the share and option buttons are also below the touchpad making them easier to reach and not accidentally press uh than the dual stock DualShock four it's not all sunshine and rainbows however as the verge notes there doesn't seem to be a speaker or light bar on the back Oh shucks. Um, The (laughs) latter, the latter is mitigated by a large LED bar on the front, sandwiched between the D-pad and right analog stick. Personally, I've always hated the light bar, though it does have functionality in games like Tearaway Unfolded. I don't know that game, and would happily trade it for some extra battery life. Here's hoping the Onyx, or yeah, here's hoping the Onyx lasts longer than the DualShock Four. That's for real. That fucking controller dies quick. Um, the controller is available now in Europe, though without an official price tag. Amazon is stocking it for 44, 44.99 euros. No. Which one is euros and which one? Pounds okay. is the one that looks like an L, yeah. right? Okay, so 44.99 pounds. 69.99 euros. Ooh, England doing pretty right on them exchange rates, bruh. Um, that's what, happened, that's this, what
0: happens when Brexit happens.
1: That Brexit, <laughs> they were like, oh, I thought we weren't gonna do good. Yeah, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> which is roughly the same as Sony's PS4 controller. Hopefully it will come to the US soon. So the controller looks really nice. It, it looks um it, it looks like an Xbox One controller, and that's not a negative. Right. Because the Xbox One controllers is almost Except for the play, PlayStation diehards, it's pretty much universally known to be the better controller. Yeah, um, especially be, with the position of the sticks, they're just much more comfortable to use. Um, well, also, and, I've always
0: found the sensitivity of the DualShock controllers to just be all over the fucking place.
1: Yes, especially especially
0: because that for a while, you know, it was first-person shooters. I was getting the Xbox format just simply because um, I tried doing it on the PlayStation, and I'd be all over the place.
1: And there is only one time that I have liked the light bar and the speaker, and it's playing Grand Theft Auto Five. Mm. The cops are chasing you, and the light bar blinks fucking red and blue. Yeah. So if you're playing in a dark room, you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> motherfucker,
2: 5 five oh
1: And then the speaker's cool, because if someone calls you on your cell phone, it comes through the uh, the controller. Yeah. So it's just kind of cool. But um, other than that, the light bar's just annoying. Like I use I use a PlayStation 4 and not controller. a lot of games
0: actually utilize the light bar. No,
1: I use a I sometimes use a PlayStation Four controller on my computer because mm-hmm. it's plug and play now, and I'll use it to play fucking emulated NES games and shit, right. and the light bar is just on. Yeah, and I'm like, ugh, ugh. like why? It doesn't make any sense. You can't
0: masturbate in peace. It's like God, Jesus Christ. If I wanted, green if glow. I, if I wanted to see it, I would have just did it with the lights on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least you get it. Right, yeah. Because you know. You know, you know, we, we bought that life. That's really what That's right. <laughs> that's, that's really right. what it's about. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, our main story tonight is the new policies of Facebook and YouTube. So, so over this last year, everybody made such a big fucking deal about Facebook and Twitter and Instagram all, you know, promoting Russia, you know, fake news. And, and as as you may have noticed, uh, I think it was somewhere over 700,000 stories of fake news was pushed out to Twitter, uh, Twitter users. Um, they announced that like over the weekend um and facebook primarily has been under a lot of uh a lot of scrutiny over pushing fake news because of the ad revenue right so now let, let me let me kind of explain it real quick the pro, the the uh how should i say uh explosion of fake news comes from people who don't read the actual news articles uh you get news articles from you know, one truth side, you know, dot or dot net dot gov. Uh, you get, you, you get dot <laughs> biz dot <laughs> biz. Yeah. Um, dot xxx, you know, it's oh, yeah. <laughs> in which case that I would read. But right. when you're you, you get these news articles and they push an agenda that's already out there, you know, mostly conservative, people just read the headline, oh, yeah, that's true, and then share it and that's really how fake news gets out there it it, this myth that somehow because they push it out there and as sponsored is kind of bullshit the only reason the the fake news got out there is because people pushed it out there your your racist uncle your you know um your alt-right you know grandfather uh who doesn't believe he's racist but you know the 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 upside down cross in his front yard kind of says so. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it, those people that share those articles, which gets shared amongst anybody who pretty much follows them, that's how fake news gets spread. So, what does Facebook decide to do? Oh, they're going to, they're changing their policy to make their newsfeed to look more ideology oriented as a compromise, meaning, that they are going to show priority for posts from friends instead of public pages. Now, when this first came out, most people, like I did, thought, like, oh, well, these fuckers are gonna just they're using this so like, oh, well, if you're not if you're not paying for our advertising, you're essentially not gonna show up. No, what it currently means is that people that share those posts are gonna get more exposure. Right. Which, there, there in of itself, is how this whole thing got started to begin with. It's like they're confirming basically what, how the fake news got spread. So I'm like, how is this different? How are you changing anything?
1: Yeah, now they're just purporting it as their idea. Yeah, and that it's to help. Yeah, and it really isn't. And and also too. Ideology, ide- ideology based too. It, it kind of leads to the thing they ha- they were putting out this survey. They're going to put out surveys where what news source? One of the main questions is what news source do you find trustworthy? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so what this what this is going to do is instead of an unbiased panel or whatever, and this would be dumb too, but instead of an unbiased panel saying this news source is um, unbiased or whatever. Um it's going to have the individual choose. So basically everyone's going to be in their own little box right. and they're not going to hear any opposing views and it's just going to perpetuate the fucking yelling at each other that everybody does online. Right. Because they're not even going to see opposing views. <laughs> <laughs> they're, gonna, they're they're going to be like no the news said this. It's like no the news said that. Fuck you, you know. It's I, I don't know. Yeah. I have so I have a few things to say about Facebook towards the end of this that I'll say, but I'll leave it to the end. Yeah.
0: And you know, the article and I I um I linked to the show notes an opinion piece from The Next Web, which is usually a pretty good you know uh place to actually get, uh-huh. get a breakdown of some shit. And basically the 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 premise of this article is that the reason Facebook is doing this is because their algorithm shit the the because they've tried to do this whole, oh, well, we got rid of all the human models. Cause see, when you when you go back, remember when Facebook decided we're gonna be a news aggregate too? And they had actual human beings looking at the articles and things that were trending and all of that stuff. Then Facebook decided, oh well we're gonna get rid of all of those people and we're gonna use our algorithm to do that. Then what happened? Fake news started spreading. Because they were basing them off of people that share and all of that stuff. And they were sharing fake shit. So therein lies the problem. Right. And it's like, okay, so, you know, and they, the, this article actually talked about Facebook's concept of suggesting related content is what they call in France, "poudre de perlimpinpin. Which roughly translates to pixie dust, so according to this, it's let's assume that the true purpose of fake news is to make you believe a three legged unicorn exists as no serious media outlet has ever mentioned three legged unicorns, only similar fake news stories will be related to this fraudulent content, and there and these will be suggested to you, strengthening the notion that the of the news being real so it it, it basically is. An attempt at saying like, oh well, we're we're trying, we're going to do this because we want to go at fake news, when, and let them choose because in the end, Facebook can essentially just wipe their hands of it and say, hey, we let the people choose, and this is what they're choosing to show. You know, they're choosing to show that you know this is the stuff they're looking at, and the and according to the article, the worst part is that Facebook's efforts to actually deal with clickbait content once and for all are in vain by design, even if algorithms can block quote, the third one will disgust you and like and share to win an iPhone stories from the newsfeed, it is still human nature to prefer snack content to a full Wall Street Journal story, which is true. Right. You know, they, in you know, and I wrote this on my blog, uh, it's not just another blog, um, talking about conspiracy theory, that the, that the, the... It's
1: easier to read a conspiracy theory than it is to read the facts.
0: Right, and the thing is, is that when, especially with the, with the internet, you know they pick and choose their pieces and we're going to talk about one of those in that (laughs) in that uh, it's not just another podcast this week about conspiracy theory but um, it's easy to pick and choose what you want and then you put it in a structure that kind of sounds plausible and then there you go so in essence in a lot of in a lot of instances people are going to read those particular ones as opposed to like us which are going to sit there and say like hey this is the bullshit you're hearing. This is why it's not going to work or it's not true. And they're going to fly by that because nobody wants to hear the truth. Right. They they want to hear what is going to, what's going to push their side. What did you have to say about the.
1: No, um, it was interesting that you had brought this up and, and I was this week. I was kind of, I've, my Facebook, I only follow eight people. <laughs> I pretty much unfollowed everyone because it was just all nonsense, yeah. and and especially when the with everyone constantly discussing politics. I don't mind discussing politics. Steve and I have had some great discussions um on pol- political stuff, stuff like that. But it's because Steve and I actually read things <laughs> and understand what's going on. And in a lot and of times, I don't understand the
0: emotion out of it. You know cause...
1: exactly. So if I don't understand something fully, Steve will probably get it. He'll explain it to me or vice versa. You know, it, there's we have different perspectives on things and we have great conversations like two human beings are supposed to. Right. Facebook is just I heard this thing once and I'm going to run with it. You're right. And, and, it, and, and it's yelling and it's just nonsense. So I, I unfollowed a lot of people. I follow my close circle of friends. So I obviously I follow Steve. I follow my website, the Lazy Geeks. I follow um, a couple other friends family but i've kind of come to the realization that i don't really use facebook and i'm probably just gonna not shut it down because one i'm not that dramatic but also because i use messenger a lot like that's the only thing in facebook i use i'm probably just not gonna go there anymore like at all (laughs) because there's no point for me to go like it's it's If I and I've realized this, one thing I do like a little more is Twitter. I've I've started to really like Twitter. I'm I'm on Twitter a lot more because it's it's being limited in characters and how how much you can type, I feel um, limits people's nonsense sometimes. You know, there's still nonsense on Twitter. Twitter's a fucking a dumpster fire (laughs) half of the fucking time. But it's easier for me to skip it. Yeah. And, and I'm only following certain people and stuff like that. And I only see things from them, and stuff like that. Um, but I never share anything to Twitter because I, I'm so muscle-memoried in sharing to Facebook. Oh, right, yeah. So if I don't have Facebook, I'll actually use fucking Twitter, you know, because I think it's important sometimes to have some kind of social outlet. Like you just – sometimes you'll get information or you'll see something cool and you just want to tell someone. Like you just like oh man that movie trailer looks fucking dope, I gotta tell someone and no one's around, right. <laughs> so you'll <laughs> post it on Facebook or whatever like that. Um, so I think that's what I'm gonna do. I, I think I'm gonna delete the Facebook app from my phone, um, delete the link from my computer, and just not go there anymore. It's I, I don't. It's
0: funny because uh, I mean for me like I use Facebook. Well, I mean primarily because I manage both the. Uh, right facebook, um the facebook pages on there um and with with a lot of what i actually use facebook for i usually it's i mean i i have friends on there but a lot of people i just unfollow so i don't see the bullshit that they you know the right. stuff they post on there and most of the times if anything it's mostly my immediate family or just actual news sites you know um and and a lot of times it's just because sometimes you know, I go to their website and, you know, sometimes the websites always show like what's popular as opposed to what they just released. And, you know, you, you know, so sometimes I'll catch things on Facebook that I don't catch anywhere else. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned about, you know, half the time Twitter being a dumpster fire because there's a um, there was a what was it? It was I can't remember if somebody said that or if it was a meme. It was probably both. Um, where somebody had said, like, yeah, Facebook is, oh, look, everything's great. Everything's pretty. Look at all this stuff. Look at, you know, the pictures of my friends and you go to Twitter and it's like, the world is going to explode, you know? Right. And, and it kind of is like that. Like, it, there's, well, because also Twitter is more of a stream of consciousness. It, it really is that platform. Right.
1: And I, th- I think that's the thing, though, with Twitter, is that you know what you're getting into when you go <laughs> yeah. there. You know, th- it's not trying to tell you Twitter is such a twitch reaction kind of social share. Mm-hmm. Like someone will see something and just go fuck and then just hit enter. Yeah. You know, they don't really think about well, it. Well, if you think of all and the people that diff-
0: get into trouble, it's mostly because of Twitter.
1: Right. I think I think Twitter is more interesting to me to see how stupid people can be. It's a train wreck. But faith fe- <laughs> exactly. But Facebook purports itself to be something more than that. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's what it should be. It should, it's basically supposed to be the town square of my life and it can't do that anymore. It's, it's become this fucking nonsense, non, whatever the fuck the word is. Thank you. Area of fucking bullshit. And I just don't care. And honestly, let's be honest. You can love someone in real life, but when they get online, you don't want to fucking even look at it because they're a completely different person. And I know a lot of people like that. They love to run their mouth on Facebook when you, when they're at work or whatever they're calm as a cucumber and, and you know love peace peace and love everybody right you know so it's it's um the weird thing with me is I'm the same person online as I <laughs> an asshole. you know so exactly I'm an <laughs> asshole every well, but okay. i i really i i think I, I don't know it sounds it sounds um it sounds a little uppity of me to say but i feel like i've just outgrown facebook a little bit no there's there's a lot of, um, there's
0: a lot of like you know, podcasters that you know, like yeah, we have a Facebook page, but mostly it's just to simply share a, the podcast that comes out, or maybe the blog, or right. maybe something, which is kind of what I'm really kind of using it for, or checking in at movies.
1: And maybe, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll see if I can switch it to when I go to Facebook, um, it goes to that. It goes to our Lazy Geeks page because I'd like well, to still, you well, know, be involved I mean, you in can that.
0: Actually, you can just download the pages page manager app. And then it just, when you open it, it's just our page. So if you want to share something that way without the bullshit of of Facebook. Because the funny thing is I'll I'll sit here and I get on my computer and the first
1: thing, so I do the same thing every time. I'll turn my computer on. I open um, two windows of Firefox. So I'll put one-on-one monitor and one on the other because I have two monitors. On the bigger monitor, I go to YouTube almost immediately (laughs) because I just watch videos while I'm doing stuff. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then I'll, I'll throw that on, usually put on somebody playing a video game or just some, a news. There, there is a lot of good content on YouTube guys. You just really have to sift through the bullshit. Yeah. Um, I'll put on something I watch or whatever. And I need to clean up that account too. Cause I'm, I'm subscribed to way too many fucking dumb shit. Um, and then I'll, the other one, the first thing I go to is Facebook and I don't know why <laughs> I just go to it and then I don't even use it. Um, and it used to be I would go to it for Messenger, you know, because people no one texts me; they all want to message me.
0: It's easy on you Facebook. Don't have to, you don't have to yep. have numbers. You just, oh yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, the Messenger is great. There's nothing wrong with Messenger, and I, I actually on my phone, I use Messenger for texting too. It's it's one That's app primarily. That does how everything. I don't mind communicate. Yeah, Messenger. So, but I have an app for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I don't,
1: I don't, I don't a hundred percent know why I open Facebook, you know. So I think I'm done I opening. do it out of boredom. It. But that's another thing too. And I, I've been reading articles about this, and, and really, I, I I'm on this. I've been on this quest the last few months, and Steve knows because I I tell him every once in a while. Where I'm trying to organize my life and, and and cut out distractions, you know, and wasting my time. And one of them is Facebook. I go on Fa- It. I noticed yesterday. So I'm on the computer, and I go through Facebook five times that day. and in, in, No, five times in the span of an hour. So I'm on the computer, and I'm doing stuff, and then I kept just going to Facebook and going through it. But I only follow eight people. So the feed never changed. <laughs> right. And I kept going back just out of habit. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? i was <laughs> just wasting my fucking time. I could be doing something different. Yeah. You know, so... I think that's where I'm at with Facebook. I don't know why I shared that here. <laughs> I just thought, you know, I Everybody it's important <laughs> to But but like you said, it's it every every social media network has its bullshit. Yeah. Twitter's a dumpster fire. Facebook is a shell of its former self um instagram is the fakest fucking one out of all of them <laughs>
0: yeah. like
1: everybody's showing you what they want to show you. they're not showing you what's actually going on it's funny because um, people used to is...
0: say you know facebook was fake book but it's like no that's instagram
1: instagram yeah and and and, and like, the, <laughs> the realest one is snapchat that <laughs> yeah. one's getting everybody in fucking right. trouble but um, it's funny because
0: like patrick was like yeah he goes you know You know, he goes, you know, you see these people that are like do the stupidest shit, you know, they take picture of themselves, you know, and then put that motivational quote, you know, like somehow, you know, because he was saying it was about uh, about narcissism. It's like you take a picture of yourself. Oh, I went ahead and, you know, um, I worked out this morning. You give some inspirational quote, hashtag love myself or something like that. And he's like, it's such crap.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just dumb. It's so like someone. I saw one time, it was this this girl on Instagram, and she was cute, you know, and she was in workout clothes like they always are, and she was holding a fucking, a corporate sponsored shaker cup because she's that hot, so she's getting endorsement deals, and she put a quote from like Gandhi, <laughs> and the irony of the entire image, <laughs> it, first of all, inside the shaker cup is food, right? you can't quote Gandhi if you're, <laughs> you just can't. Um, and then it was something about being humble. And I'm like, how are you being humble when you have eight pounds of makeup on right. and you're arching your back and sucking in your stomach and pushing your ass out? Like, look, I don't mind the picture. You know, the girl was hot, but it's it, it's the fakest one oh, yeah. I, I want. I, I and I was sitting there and I was like, I need a social network that I can just follow things that interest mm-hmm. me, like websites or whatever, and then just be done with the bullshit and I realized there is no social network like that anymore. No. The only thing that really you can do, and I think I'm gonna get into this again, and I used to do it back in the day, was RSS feed.
0: Oh yeah. Where
1: <laughs> you can just you get you get an app like feed there's an app for um Android called feeder, and all it is is you say, I want to subscribe to this RSS feed, this RSS feed, this and it just takes all the RSS feeds from all the news sites that you want and just puts them in a list of chronologically chronologically ordered. Articles. I
0: mean, like Google Reader. That's all
1: I want. <laughs> Google Reader, yeah. Well, Google Reader doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I know. What but they they have um they have other things that can do that. Yeah. That's all I want. I just I just want two things. I want to one place where I can get Polygon, IGN, um, Reuters, all the news that I want to read, and I want it to be chronological fucking order. Facebook hasn't been in chronological order for years. I, it drives me crazy that it will show me something.
0: Well, all and it of even them, does all it with of my friends. Like all of
1: it even does it with my friends, though. It it will show something that Steve posted four days ago yeah. before something that my other friend posted two minutes ago. Yeah, And I'm like, how? What? Well,
0: how is that even decided? Yeah, I mean, all, like I'm confused. All of them are like that. It's just like you know, yeah. Facebook is like that. Like I, Twitter's even getting like that. Yeah, now. Twitter's getting like that. Um, fucking um, uh, Instagram's like that. You go in there, and I'll see a picture. You go, wait, this is an old picture. I see, it's like five days ago. I'm like, why is this even relevant at this point? Right. You know? And yeah, it's 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 gotten it's gotten bad like that. And but you know, um, really quickly, I kind of want to jump into. Uh, another social media outlet that has gotten into a lot of controversy as of late. Uh uh most most uh recently because of um oh, you know, douchebag, um what's his name? Logan Paul. And then of course last year by PewDiePie. So now this this, this change makes even less sense to me. So YouTube has decided they're gonna use new Uh, monetization rules now according to the new rules they're going to take in um, new or they're going to they're going to take all their you know partner program people and essentially they're going to have an algorithm as well as actual um, human viewers to kind of look at the stuff before they put them up for those for the monetization which is you know obviously to counteract what happened with you know Logan Paul's issue um, uh, let's see from oh, for polygon it's any video that goes through Google per, um, preferred a classification that pairs top-tier ads with major creator creators videos will now be watched by human eyes before advertising is approved this screening process should prevent objectionable content like Logan Paul's controversial video containing footage of a dead body from being monetized However, they didn't stop there. Now they're making it even harder for people to actually, you know, monetize their videos. And people that were doing very, you know, were probably barely scraping just getting into that are now out of it. So I'm gonna read this real quick. YouTube, and this is again from Polygon, YouTube has been the subject of unrelenting backlash from lesser-known creators following the company's decision to change how monetization works on the platform, but it's important to note that these changes were inevitable and necessary. YouTube's new monetization rules will affect smaller creators the most. The updated rules state that in order for creators to be eligible for the partner program, a collective whose challenge, um, channels can be monetized through Google Adsense, they must have a total watch time of 4,000 hours in the past 12 months and a minimum of 1,000 subscribers. This is a major departure from the program's previous policy, which only requires channels to have 10,000 lifetime views. Uh, In a blog post, YouTube executives acknowledged that life would change for a significant number of channels under the new setup. The company attempted to define its decision by noting that 99% of those affected were making less than $100 a year in the last year, with 90% earning less than $250. Um, in the last month the backlash from smaller YouTube youtubers was instant and unforgiving the criticism varied among creators while some were worried about their channels revenue drying up others felt like they were being excommunicated from the greater YouTube community a cursory glance at Reddit Twitter and of course YouTube will demonstrate just how upset people are with YouTube's overhaul of the partner programmer Um, so so it seems in in a lot of essence that you know yeah they're going to fine tune you know who you know gets their videos monetized but at the same time they're going to like okay you know we only want popular people. Right. Yeah.
1: Which is their game all along. They're just repackaging.
0: Yeah. I mean before you know, it was ten thousand lifetime views, so they figured, oh that's gonna be hard and apparently lifetime views ten thousand I guess if you do it enough, you're about to get there, but you know it's it's really it's kind of like oh well, now you have to have four thousand hours in the past twelve months and at least right. one one thousand subscribers so it's kind of it's 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 interesting when you get when you get into that because now you know people want to be you know what do you call it they want to be you know, YouTube celebrities. And, and even in the in the article here, you know, they're saying that this was not a way to make, you know, money. But in a lot of instances, yeah, it is. Because, because if it wasn't, there wouldn't be that partnership. People are making careers out of YouTube videos and making money out of advertisements and subscribers and, you know, having their own, you know, monetization and stuff like that. And even YouTube was cutting down on Patreon because people were using YouTube to, you know, um, encourage their uh, people to go to their Patreon. And they were cutting that out because it's like, well, no, you can't use it for that. You need to use it for us. So it, it's really, it's funny how it's like, okay, it, it, you know, it's like you everybody seems to like, yeah, we're going to do this because we're going to prevent this, but we're going to make all this other shit that's going to fuck up a lot of people or not really change what they're supposed to be changing.
1: Well, the problem is, is that, this is an old story. Like people, people use something that's free. Okay. Facebook, YouTube, whatever. And then once the, once the, it starts getting bigger, like, okay, we need to make money now. And they'll, they'll start changing things around to make money or they'll start changing things around for other reasons. It doesn't matter. And then everybody kicks and screams and it's like, but you're not paying for it. Like if you're not putting in, you can't complain. It's the same thing as if you're at work and, and work brings food for lunch. You can't complain that it wasn't what you wanted. You didn't pay for it. You know, well, wh- so now the- big creators, it's a little different sometimes because they're they're providing money. They're they're making money for YouTube. So they have a bit more of a voice. You know what I right. mean? But, but that's the problem, though, and that's where you get, get this issue where YouTube is only going to listen to the big people. That's the same reason why when Logan Paul showed the video of him in the suicide forest, it took them like a week to do anything about it. Nine days. But then when you have little, pe- little smaller people that aren't really making ad revenue, they do one little thing. They're, they're gone an hour. Mm. Like there's not even a question, you know, well, of course, because well, it's like, funny.
0: look at what's, look at what's going on now. The go back to what we started off with the, um, Tide pods, you know, pe- those videos yeah. of people damaged. only till it became an issue. They started removing the videos. A, and yeah. it's kind of like, well, shouldn't you have done that to begin with? Like, hey, that could be dangerous. We shouldn't be having people showing that. But they don't care.
1: Because they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. They are a business. If it's if, if the money's coming in, that's all they fucking care about. As soon as something bad happens where it affects the money, then they'll do something about it. It's It's i don't know. yeah it's just the way it is you know what i mean well, it, like it's, none of it ever surprises me.
0: yeah i mean with youtube you know i never saw the validity or the value of being a, a quote-unquote youtube celebrity for me it was just another side outlet where we just host our podcast and if we do videos or stuff like that which i was you know i'm planning to do it just was something to throw up there never and never a, a, a desire to get advertisers and you know make money that way um you know, that's what the drug dealing side was for. Um, right. <laughs> you know, a true, well, problem, you know, a true the, business. Uh, <laughs> right. The
1: problem too is, is that to get quote unquote YouTube famous, you don't necessarily have to be talented in anything. No. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people on YouTube that, that provide quality videos that are teaching you something or something about history, whatever. And they're not popular because the majority of people just want to watch a train wreck. Yeah. And the, the reason why people watch Logan Paul is because he's an asshole.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, everyone wants to see what's going to happen next. What's he going to do next? Even And it was, you know what it reminds me of? And I don't, tr- please believe me, I am not comparing Logan Paul to Howard Stern. <laughs> but Howard Stern Shocked in the early 90s, it was that shock. It, it, now, Howard Stern, the difference here is he is actually talented. But um he he, people who didn't even like him were listening because they wanted to see what he would do next, so they could talk shit. Right, he was the original YouTube. Yeah, like it's the same situation now. The only difference is the crowd doesn't require much to keep them watching, you know. And it's it's um, it's really dumb. Like the only issue is what other video sharing site do we have? I mean, I know there's a few other ones, but no one really knows about them. You know, there's Vimo, I think that's the only
0: one. Yeah, but that's usually, that's one. actually used for artists. That's, that's for stuff. artists, yeah. you know, people that are actually. That's doing... like real yeah, shit. That... <laughs> if you're doing something with your life, you're using Vimeo.
1: <laughs> but like I said, there like there is some quality on YouTube. Yeah, Real fucking good shit, and I watch all the time. Um, and either for com- comedic value or for substance or whatever but um
0: or youtube conspiracy theory videos those are just amazing sometimes
1: but it's few it's few and And we all watch stupid shit sometimes you know you know what i mean like sometimes you just want some dumb entertainment but the it's created this culture and uh, the biggest youtubers i mean i was watching um defranco i watch his show i really like his show actually i don't know if you watch it Mm -hmm. it's uh I'll have to find the link and I'll send it to you, but he does like a news thing and Monday through Thursday it's, it's topics that um, he feels are important to talk about. Kind of like what we do mm-hmm. and he's really good. He, like he keeps unbiased and he he really breaks down a topic really well. And then Fridays it's uh, whatever people requested him to talk about uh, last Friday, he talked about Tide Pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, his show he was talking oh, fuck i completely forgot where I was going oh there was an- he was talking about another youtuber who he liked um and i can't remember her name but she did a tide pod and he said you know it, it pains me to say this about someone who i've met and and i like and i've met her family and this and that but this is the most irresponsible and dumbest thing i've seen all week he said it's sad but youtubers when their fame starts to dwindle mm-hmm. They start just doing stupid shit so
0: people will watch Well it's because you you know, you do something that, you know, people known for, then you have eight eighty other people that are like, Oh, I can do the same shit and do it and are probably not so much a little bit better, but there's more of a pool of people right. doing that stuff and then you suddenly don't have the market anymore, then you start having to pull dumb shit in order to get people to come back at you and then people look at you and go, Wow, what the fuck, dude? So but yeah so social media going to hell in a but, handcart I mean it, it is what it is
1: it is what it is you, you you have you have a a species that that is social by nature but the the problem with the the internet is it you can be social but it strips away all of the humanity of the socialization yeah. you know you, you're you're having these faceless conversations and And it's like we say, like we always say keyboard warriors, like they're real tough when they're on the computer, but they wouldn't say that in real life. That's true. Yeah, so true. Like there could be someone on here that that calls me a fucking a faggot or something like that, you know, something, something derogatory. I don't. And um, in real life, he wouldn't say that because I'm six feet fucking tall, 300 (laughs) pounds. He's not going to say it to me or even more importantly than that, not a threat thing. Because when you're looking at another human being, you remember they're a human being, Right. you know. And most people are not. Most people are not complete, completely devoid of empathy, right? You know, and and, and the internet provides that outlet where we're all just numbers, ones and zeros, and it, it doesn't matter. You might you might as well be talking to an NPC in a fucking
0: video. Well, game. remember in um, I think it was last year we did that. Um, I play that Mark Maron uh, clip of Alpha Pussies. You know where he's like, you know, yeah. where he goes like, yeah, look at that douchebag. Well, why don't you say it to his face? I'm saying it to you. That's why. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it to you exactly.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's like shut the fuck up. You know. Um, and I've had people, I've had people on on Facebook who I work with, where I'm talking about maybe on the rare occasion that I talk about something political or that's in the news, and I'll say my opinion, and then he'll come down, or that person will come down on me, fucking just be really vicious about it. Then I'll see them the next day. And they act like that conversation didn't happen. Yeah. And it actually one time I was like, hey, um, you you were getting a little personal uh, yesterday on, on that Facebook conversation. Oh, that was just Facebook, though. Yeah. And I'm like, it was just Facebook, but I still want to hit you. Right. You know, because you have you have people that disassociate themselves from their online personality. And then you have normal people that don't. Yeah. You know, like I'm not gonna tell. I'm I'm not gonna hit up Steve and be like, "Hey, you're a fucking worthless piece of shit," and then go over his house and be like, "You know, it's just Facebook, motherfucker. We was just playing." Nah, I'd no, say like that Steve to my face. like, "Fuck you." That's right. <laughs> if I needed right. to, yeah. If they, not if the all com- heroes wear capes, the
0: conversation came down to it. You know?
1: That's right. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't really have much more to say. But it's it's uh, like I said, this whole what we're talking about now and a lot of other things have got me really thinking about how i'm spending my time online and can i be doing something a little bit more constructive or even just more enjoyable more entertaining porn you know well you know <laughs> porn's always okay yeah. if that's what you want to do <laughs> you know but um but you know what yeah, i mean I like you. social media is such a time sink
0: it is and, and it
1: used to it used to be fun to see all what my friends were doing and stuff like that, but now I just don't fucking care. <laughs> and then it's people don't even share what they're doing anymore. Yeah. It, everyone's either talking about Trump or they're. If if I want to hear about Trump, I want to hear it from someone whose job is to report the news to right. me. I, I don't give a fuck what everyone's opinion is. Yeah. If I want your opinion, I'll ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> for me, <laughs> you know, I mean, so, for
0: me right now, my Facebook feed is generally, um, you know, any of the the. You know media that I subscribe to, you know, um, or like Adam's Facebook page, or like family, or puppy and kitten videos. I mean that right. that you know that that's really what makes it actually kind of worthwhile.
1: Well, if it if
0: it means anything during the... and those Instagram videos that those um, cosplay oh, <laughs> ladies like to share, you know Hi, that 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 um... that fills an afternoon. I'll just say that.
1: I do I do I do have an Instagram account but it's just full of suicide girls and cosplayers. <laughs> so I mean I'm not even using it correctly or am yeah. I? You know? I think you are actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But um if it, if it means anything during the course of this conversation I deleted the Facebook app from my phone. <laughs> um and I'm trying da, da, da. I'm, I'm going to try da, da, I'm going to download that creator What what was it called? Page our, manager? To manage page manager Page Manager. I'm going to download that and um yeah, and maybe try to focus on shit that I'm actually involved right, in there you go. and not what everyone else is involved
0: yeah. in. Because usually if we share anything on, on our Facebook, our, um, our Lazy Geeks, or even on my, um, it's not just another blog, uh, Facebook pages, usually it's stuff to entertain you. You know, aside from our articles yeah. or, you know, our um, podcasts and stuff like that. It's it's stuff that that will bring a smile to your face. Put a smile <laughs> on your face. All right, All right so that's it so let's uh <laughs> let's go ahead and lighten the tone a little bit and go with our what the actual fuck so mine's actually mine's actually pretty cool and this this goes up to those to my brush up in canada c- because br- they uh they pulled a really cool winter prank so this of course comes from huffington post. Uh, a Montreal man pulled a fast one on local police this month when he created a replica of the DeLorean sports car seen in the movie Back to the Future. Simon Laprice built an icy imitation of a snow, uh, in a snow removal zone outside his home, of course, uh, according to CBS affiliate WGCL. The police officer was fooled by the car and called another cop in support, MSN reports. Uh, they eventually realized that it was fake and gave... La Posse, a faux parking ticket, which CBS Los Angeles said it translates into, because it's written in um, in uh, French Canadian, uh, it translates to "You made our night." Ha 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 ha. The prank might have um, warmed the hearts of the police officers, but sanitation workers reportedly plowed it down, um, plowed down the snow Delorean the next day. So yeah, it, with a because it's the link is in the show notes, but it's a in the snow bank they basically. Uh, shaped out a DeLorean in the snow, so it looked like it was the car covered in snow, and they were going to give it a ticket, but they found realized it was a fake. It was fake, <laughs> and I was like, and the the pictures on there, you see the 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 police there standing in front of it, uh, the cop cars around it, the car. It actually does look like it's an actual like car, like plowed in there, and then it's a a picture of the ticket. <laughs> so, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um,
1: mine is just fucking weird. <laughs> like it's it's one of those things where it's just the coincidences just make it funny. And of course, it's in Florida. Of course. Um, I don't know what's going on in Florida. Something in the water. I they need to calm it down. <laughs> <though>. You know, <sighs> this is from um Huffington Post, so it's obviously going to be weird. Um, Little Miss Muffet has nothing on a Florida man who called nine one one to report that his wife had become a Black Widow spider. William, Ru- William Rutger, 61, of Tarpon Springs, um, called for emergency help around 1.30 a.m. Tuesday, saying he wanted his arachnid wife to be involuntarily given a mental examination, according to the smoking gun. Um, Pinellas County deputies who responded to the call said Rutger appeared to be highly intoxicated, slurring his speech, smelling of alcohol, and unable to express his thoughts coherently. The deputies said they warned Rutger not to call 911 except for an emergency and left. (laughs) That message went unheeded. Rutger called 911 again about 90 minutes later, repeating his complaint that his wife had become a Black Widow Spider. And by the way, I'm saying this, that she literally became a Black Widow Spider. (laughs) Like, not the slang, like, oh, she's a black widow, she's out to get me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, l- literally a spider. Um, the real life according to the, Right. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, deputies returned to Rutgers' home and arrested him on a charge of misusing the 911 system. Rutgers was taken to the Pinales County Jail, where he posed for the below monk shot, which is <laughs> fucking a classic. You can definitely follow the link on the show notes at lazy.com. And was released... Uh, about eight hours later, according to WFTS. So basically, he was in a drunk tank. Um, Rutger didn't immediately answer HuffPost's re- request for comment. I can't imagine why. Um, yeah, because he sobered up and was like, fuck. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. The Smokey gun smoked out. Haha. Mm. Um, this fun fact. Rutger is the author of the 2009 book, The Alcoholic's Guide to Adventure. <laughs> the book is a lighthearted jaunt into the sublime world of drunken decadence according to its listing on Amazon. It has a 4.5 star rating uh based on two reviews, neither of which mentioned women who have turned into arachnids. Maybe that would make a a good chapter for a new edition. So, yeah, that's a real book. Um <laughs> it's it's on Amazon, uh Kindle only, of, of course. course. Um and it is $8.99, so you can definitely um let me see, let me see what these reviews say. A genuine story. I know William Billy personally. Of course you do. He has been an inspiration to me, both sober and half-cocked. Um, I have always valued his educational background and experiences. I can remember the cruise. Blah, 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 blah. All aside, Billy William is one of the only down-to-earth, 100% honest attorneys <laughs> one will ever meet. So not only is he a raging lunatic who thinks his wife is turning into a spider. He wrote a book on having adventures as an alcoholic and he's an attorney. (laughs) What the fuck (laughs) is going on? It's one of those when you keep getting details, but you know there's more. Right. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's more that needs to be known. But I thought that was kind of funny. But that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to talk about because... We are not alcoholic. We got shit to do. (laughs) That's it for this week. Please give us five star rating on iTunes. okay? or wherever you get the show. Uh, If you're new to the show, you can definitely find old episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio and Google Play Music, as well as the website, thelazygeeks.com. And as the talk of the podcast suggests, we are on social media, Twitter and Instagram, both under the name Lazy Geeks, one word. Uh, if you want to give us any feedback, definitely email us at thelazygeeks.com.
0: And you can find me on the internet, on Twitter, Adam Middle Age Geek, Instagram, middleage underscore geek. And you can check out our other podcast, uh, Adam and I started. It's not just another podcast that talks about society, politics, religion, and whatever nonsensical stuff we want to talk about. As well as the Extended Play movie podcast, which is currently on hiatus until February 7th. And then we will return for our second season. And you can catch all of those shows over at it's not just another blog.com.
1: And I'm on Twitter
0: <laughs> currently. <laughs> I'm on Twitter.
1: Twitter. At SapientLG, And of course, Adam at the lazy.com. All right,
0: and be sure to tune in on Friday for our latest adventures on the away team. We continue our Uh, star trek discovery recap series which will go into not this past sundays but the sundays before episode um and uh so that is it for us this week so until next time peace out